Welcome to the GC On Demand podcast, a show about people, about process, about technology, about community. It's great conversations with great technologists about things that matter to you, that matter to all of us. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit gcondemand.io for all of the show notes. And with that, let's get started. Uh, welcome back. This is a special edition uh, on the other end of a hiatus. GC On Demand podcast. We've been taking a break, and it's for a lot of different reasons. Uh, mostly to kind of recoup, rethink what it was that we're trying to achieve, and also to listen to the community, the audience, and, and folks that have actually fed back great, great information. So I want to thank you if you've listened. Thank you for rejoining us or joining us if this is the first time you're listening. Uh, my name is Eric Wright. You can find me on at DiscoPosse on Twitter. And uh, this is a little talk about mentoring. This is specific. It's going to be a bit time-bound because I'm going to talk about an event that's coming up in a week. And I generally don't like to say, hey, well, this is something that's happening in a week because you may be listening to this in a month. But I'll tell you what's going to happen at Interop 2018, which is beginning on May 1st. Uh, and I'm happy to say that I'm going to be leading a neat program with a great group of individuals around kind of speed mentoring. We're going to call it Ask the Experts, but in the end, really what it is, it's a mentoring program. The reason why I want to talk about it on the podcast today is this is a chance to introduce the concept that's what's growing, and I'm actually building a whole program and a community specifically around this one thing, around mentoring. So today we're going to call this On Mentoring. When we think about mentors, there's really kind of three types of mentors that you've got in your life. You may or may not have realized you have them, and you may not have realized they're kind of categorized in a couple of different ways. Now, I like to categorize them in, in three ways. The first one I call an indirect or a distant mentor. The second one is the accidental mentor. Those are kind of funny ones. And also, then, of course, the very specific mentor-mentee relationship that we build. So those are the three categories. We're going to dive into what each of them is. When I talk about indirect or distant mentor, what that really is is literally read-only mentoring. This is the idea of going and, and reading books, watching videos, whether it's you know, looking to the lives of others. Uh, great examples of this, obviously, folks like uh, Tony Robbins or Anthony Robbins, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss, uh, obviously well known for, for what he's done for this idea of creating this new, he calls the new rich and, and this new lifestyle approach. Uh, Ray Dalio, I'm, I've actually been doing a ton of work lately, uh, really actually for months and months researching around the, the Bridgewater, their approach to things and, and ultimately a book that came out recently called Principles. Uh, which is a must-read, if you ask me. So uh, that's going to be another podcast. We're going to talk right about that later on. Uh, but let's we think about that. When we look at it as a read-only mentoring program, it's, it's you look to others who've succeeded, and they've got this capability and a believability. So they've, assuming they've succeeded, so thus they've created a blog, they've created a book, they've created an audio book, whether it's videos, TEDx talks, et cetera, et cetera. Now, those are indirect. So you're, you're never actually interacting directly with those folks. However, you're using that advice. You look at the self-help section of your local bookstore, uh, which is, you know, the bookstores are disappearing, but the self-help sections are certainly not. Uh, it's a huge, huge portion of it. And the reason is because we as humans are very poor taking advice. Uh, so we're going to talk about this. And that's an important part of, of what the mentor relationship is about. 
So you've got this idea of being able to consume information, like I said, books, videos, blogs. You've done it already. You you know different names than than I know, perhaps. But ultimately, we see a lot of the sort of the top players that come to the top, and they're they're very very well known folks. So it's it's really cool to see that that's an opportunity for us. So do that. Do that as part of your lifestyle approach. You know, look to folks that have succeeded. That believability. In other words, they've succeeded and proven out that this is this is possible, and they're sharing their their capabilities and their understanding of how to get you from before they succeeded to where they succeeded. That's that's that really this factor. And you know, if you read Ray Dalio, you'll hear a lot about this idea of believability, and you'll see in, in what we're what I'm going to talk about later on. The second category is the accidental mentor. And I call them this because we've had them all the way through our lives. It started with teachers. You probably had, you've probably had 40, 50 teachers or professors in your life. Most of them were actually just giving you uh, knowledge, uh, but not necessarily being a mentor. You know, they were simply you know, teaching you how to, how to learn, uh, and some of them don't even do that. They often just read from the book. Uh, but there's a few. You know them. Right? You've, everybody's got one. Mine, I'll, I'll, I'll remember the first one that really stood out. Uh, it was Mr. Collins, uh, Larry Collins, who uh, actually passed away uh, you know, many, many years ago. But uh, Mr. Collins was the one that he put aside the traditional way of doing things because he saw opportunity with a few different students, myself included. And he said, we're going to teach you how to actually succeed at what we want to do, not just to teach you how to take the test. It was very, very cool, a very different approach to it. And in creating this sort of accidental mentor, you know, he was actually really, really trying to, to give us the ability to be better than he was. And that's really what the goal of a lot of mentors are as well. And it's important when we think about that. So then another one, a, a good friend of mine, Tim Hum, uh, Tim, who I worked with at, at uh, when I worked at Sun Life Financial years ago, and, you know, brought me under his wing in a way in that, we used to go for bike rides together. He ha- taught me how to deal with office politics, how to get back on the bike, how to personally bring myself forward to where I really, really could could get to. And it's funny, I'm calling out names. They'll be maybe, maybe meaningless to you, or if you know me, you may know these people as well. And so a big shout out to Tim for, again, being an accidental mentor. I didn't specifically go and ask him to be a mentor for me, but in the things that he did, he was. He was giving me stuff that had helped him and sharing that with me and also monitoring the way that I was progressing through it and helping me through each step and stage. So that was a different thing. Again, there was no, no agreement that we were doing this. He was just doing it as a good you know, friend uh, and community person. You know, somebody, and I say as community, somebody who gives back to a group of folks, whether it's one or more, and without any hope of of you know, remuneration. It is literally just to share. So we do this today in the community. And you're going to find those people at work you know, throughout your life. Maybe they're, they're gym buddies, as we call them, or gym friends. You know, uh, If you're in a cycling club or a running club, there are people that just along the way during the middle of a run or a ride, they're going to say, hey, uh, how are you feeling? You know, how, I, I see that you're kind of having a tough time on the hills. Here's a, one thing that I've learned through, you know, and they'll, that's how it starts. And you probably do this as well. You're probably an accidental mentor to somebody and you don't even realize it. So it's important for us to be able to identify that and the huge importance because this sets you up for the next stage, which is the true 
mentor. When I think about getting a mentor, first, like everybody should. Second, I think everybody should be one. And there's a reason. A mentor is really somebody where you choose a person, and we call it mentor, mentee, uh, is that that's the, the different role. So as a mentor, you're imparting your knowledge, you're creating a programmatic approach in which you're going to teach somebody, you're going to measure their success, and truly what a, an actual mentor program is about creating a contract. And I don't mean writing up a legal contract, I really mean giving an idea, a verbal, it's, it's even unwritten, that I'm going to give you knowledge, I'm going to give you ideas, I'm going to give you tasks you need to do, and you, as the mentee, are committing to do these things. We are going to measure the results, the impact, some of it's tangible, some of it's intangible. So sometimes it's getting a new job, it's getting faster on the bike, it's getting faster on the run, it's becoming a swimmer when you couldn't swim before, it's learning a programming language when you didn't program before. It's things like that. So you've got a plan, a guide, which is your mentor, and an outcome, and a measurement of success, usually which is going to be better than if you had gone it alone. Now, this two-way promise is also bi-directional, right? It's the reason it's two ways, because you are promising as a mentee to do the things, or at least as much of the things that you're being given. I think of Cody Bunch. Cody's a great uh, friend in the community and someone who also, an accidental mentor for me, you know, somebody who really, really opened himself up, shared information. We, uh, I did stuff in the OpenStack community and, you know, stumbled upon a lot of the stuff that Cody had done in the past. And then, you know, he began accidentally mentoring me and he ran a program. He called it V-Sensei, uh, which was where the idea of like bringing on two or three folks and saying, you're going to get six to eight hours a month from me and we're going to spread that out or whatever the program was. In exchange, you are going to, number one, give me back six hours. Number two, you're going to give me a clear path and a plan. And you're going to work your tail off to get this done. We're not giving you this wisdom to just say, hey, this may or may not work for you, and that's all I'm going to do. We're actually committing to a program. The reason why it's also important, it's bi-directional, it's a bi-directional win. When somebody as a mentor shares information, you as a mentee, will receive the benefit. Because you know there's an increased believability in the advice you're being given. Because it's been succeeded at by that person. Right? That's, that's the goal. That's why we have a mentor who's done the thing before you. You want to you look to somebody who's succeeded. And I look at Anthony Robbins calls this out early, early on. I remember reading some of the Anthony Robbins stuff, Awaken the Giant Within, the classic old school stuff. And he said he chose to look to somebody whether they realize it or not. So they're sort of indirect and distant mentors. And he said, if I want to lose weight, which he needed to do, I'm going to look to somebody who lost a lot of weight and kept it off. I'm not going to read a book by somebody who's already thin. I'm not going to read a book by somebody who lost weight and then gained it back. He looked for a mentor, whether direct, indirect, or accidental, and found that program that had been done. And he followed that program. He then did the same thing with finance. He did the same, same thing with other things. I love to call out the Anthony Robbins example, too, because he tripped a few times, right? A lot of things happens that you can't control. 
unfortunate life challenges that he was faced with. Uh, there's actually a great documentary uh, from what I've heard. I haven't watched the documentary, but, you know, the idea, he says, I'm not your guru. You know, he's simply just sharing what worked for him by following what worked for others. And also, you know, showing some missteps and some challenges. It's not going to be all rainbows and, and, and goodness. There's going to be challenges along the way. And it may not even work. The advice you get from your mentor may not specifically work for you because you have other challenges. But it leads us to ask why. Why did it succeed? Why would it succeed? You know, why do I want it? It's a lot of whys, right? Now, in that, that two-way win, again, you know, so as a, as a mentor, you've succeeded, so you want to share that knowledge. And if I could frame up my goal as a mentor, and, and I've been a mentor for, for many individuals throughout my career, uh, both you know, indirect, accidental, and direct. And what I would say that if at the end of everything I do, my greatest achievement will be not an achievement that I've had, but an achievement that somebody else has had as a result of guidance, advice, and and mentoring that I've provided to them. That's success in, in my mind, and this is part of why I'm heavily involved with technology communities and, and other communities, because being able to do this, being able to test, do the hard yards, succeed, or partly succeed, and learn, and share those learnings. I always say, it like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the hard stuff so you don't have to. That's why we do orchestration and automation and scripting. And then we hand that to somebody and they learn. And then they take it to one further step. And that's what's great. There's, there's folks out there. I look to the tech community and we're surrounded by folks who've, who've done great stuff. In fact, I've, I've been involved with them luckily through uh, Virtual Design Master, which is a, a community program that I run. Uh, and also uh, a specific, I want to call it Rene Vandenbedem. Uh, so he's VCDX133. Uh, on Twitter uh, is vcdx133.com. And he had this concept of being able to, you know, take this and give guidance, especially around VCDX or the VMware Certified Design Expert. Same for Nutanix, so the NPX, which is the most advanced certification available. And being able to do what he did, share that knowledge forward and give you a tough program, guidance on what worked for him, advice on what may have worked for others, bringing that all together, measuring success, and in that case, there's an outcome. You either do or don't get your certification. You know, it's, that's, that's a very tangible thing. Uh, the intangible, though, is he teaches you how to learn. I've been lucky enough to be adjacent to that learning. So Rene is one of my accidental mentors. He's also one of my indirect mentors. I looked to what he did for others, and, and I followed a lot of the advice that I was hearing and, and was able to be successful, and I've achieved a few certifications, not, not the large-scale ones. But what I did was I just took that approach, and I merged it with what I knew. Another thing as mentors, you have to measure the capabilities of the person that you're, you're helping and remember that we all have different styles in which we learn, we achieve, we measure. Uh, and so when we think about that, if I'm, I'm not good at project management, I'm fairly terrible at it. I'm going to admit that openly. However, I'm particularly good at that true, iterative, agile style, working in sprints, 
picking short-term goals, achieving them rapidly, and then looking at the overall program. So being able to do Agile and Scrum and those styles, I've been particularly successful at versus the traditional waterfall approach. And it's just because my mind just doesn't work that way. I've done it with guitar playing. I can't read music. Hands down. You know, I know the notes on the scale. I know scale theory. I know all of the things, but I physically cannot look at notes on a paper and translate them to where my fingers need to be. So what I do is I read it, listen to what the sound is, I play it based on my sound knowledge, uh, and there's other you know ways to do it through tablature and, and other ways, and then watch others play. So lots of indirect mentors, lots of accidental mentors who I've jammed with, and in doing so, then I was able to map to my method. So if I were to go as a mentor and go to a friend of mine who reads music thoroughly, the first thing he's going to do is say, well, you need to be able to read music, and, and I won't be able to. This is, perhaps it's in me, but I, I've not been able to commit the time to do so. And then what I want to leave is the, the next thing on commitment. A lot of people will tell you this, that when you look at large goals, these audacious goals, like getting your, getting your upper certification, a CCIE, an NPX, a VCDX, something like that, it's not about what you want and how badly you want it. It's about what you're willing to give up in order to get it. That is the key. It's sacrifice, it's weight goals, it's exercise goals, it's all of these things. There's nothing different about any other person except the commitment in pulling that ability together. Right? We all have different things we seek. We all have different ways in which we succeed at it. And sometimes it's just not in the cards. So the best thing you can do is accept what you cannot do and find a thing that helps you to make up for it. And it's whether it's working with another person who does that particularly well. In my current role at Turbonomic, I am not particularly long-term project thinker. I work with somebody who's amazing at it. So she is able to think in that way and execute that way. I work as the short-term provider of, of... being an individual contributor for content, for ideas. And so collectively, as a team, we're able to succeed in that way. I don't feel bad that I'm not good at it. And that's what took a long time for me to understand. And uh, again, I would, I would suggest, if you haven't already done so, read principles. Uh, in fact, uh, I would suggest that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a few copies of that away at Interop because it's been so powerful for me in watching the culture at Bridgewater and this idea of an idea meritocracy. I would encourage you to search up what Ray Dalio has done. Uh, Lots of great videos and and podcast content on it. Uh, You're going to see much more as we kind of unpack. And it's actually inspired me to do the same thing for community. So being able to share successes and challenges in community and how to succeed with collaboration. I would look to John O'Bacon, who is phenomenal at creating successful collaborative communities. He's done so repeatedly. The believability is there. He has succeeded at it. So if I'm going to ask somebody how to succeed at community, who would I ask? I'm going to go to Jono because he's already done it. In fact, if you've listened to the previous podcast, Jono was on the GC On Demand. So thank you, Jono, for being an accidental mentor to me. Thank you to everybody, my family for being accidental mentors. You know, we have them, we're surrounded by them. What the best thing you can do as well, remind that person. 
tell them, hey, you know what? I just want to share with you that I've gotten better at this thing because you suggested that, that I should do it, and it actually worked. That gives them the feedback to know that they've, they've done something good. And it also reinforces, because they may not understand. You know, imposter syndrome is a different beast. And in fact, listen to the next podcast right after this, and you're going to hear about imposter syndrome. When I talk about my experiences with it and, and why it's important to understand and, and be able to reel that in. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is Rapid Matter. Rapid Matter is a program that, with Renee Vandenbedem, vcdx133.com. So Renee uh, brought this idea about infrastructure design as a service. So how do we systemize the collection of information in order to create better design? So in other words, almost like a questionnaire to narrow down and create this, this decision tree through systemizing decisions that we've made as architects in the community. So we're beginning work on that, and this idea has been around for actually a couple of years. We, we know the impact of doing something on the side, and thus we've had to set it aside for a long time. But we're going to see some work that's going to bump up around that. But before that begins, I'd like to talk about Rapid Matter Mentoring Program. So if you go to rapidmatter.io, what you're going to see is the start. And if you want to sign up, I want to see your name in there. You want to learn more? You want to be a mentor. You want to learn how to be a mentor. You want to be a mentee. You want to listen. You want to share. We've got a great group of community collaborators who are coming together. And so just fill out your name, your email in there. We're going to reach out to you very soon. So at Interop, so from May 1st to May 4th, I'm going to be testing this out first, going through, you know, how do we systemize the first layers of getting to your mentor or your mentee? That's, that's what we have to systemize. We can't systemize people. We can't get rid of that. We have to get to the good stuff faster. And that's what we're doing with Rapid Matter. So the Rapid Matter mentoring program is going to be around first doing what we've done already, but creating a collective where we can come together in one place to find each other. And then as we hone and develop the system, you're going to see rapid capabilities to connect you with folks who have strong believability and successes in the thing you're seeking, the ability to share that knowledge with you, the, a way in which you can both commit to this two-way community contract and then through that, measure the results, give feedback, and create better mentors. Create ourselves as better selves. This is mentoring. If you have a chance, please do so. Even to find out information, don't worry about You don't have to fill out the, the first form. All you have to do is just simply go there, go to rapidmatter.io, and fill out your name, and don't check off the, I want to be a mentor, I want to be a mentee. Just say, keep in touch. And you'll see a newsletter come out, and it'll tell you about what we're doing. And you'll see the benefits of, of what we're able to do by creating a better approach in which to connect real people together. This is the goal of community. And there's so many, so many good folks that have succeeded at this. And I'm going to use their models because they've done so. And if you would like to help out, 
uh, I would encourage you to reach out to me. Of course, you can DM me on Twitter. I'm at Disco Posse. Uh, you can reach out to me through email. We'll have just put your name in the contact form and say I want to get involved. Uh, we're accepting folks from from every type of involvement. Now, all I'm asking is for your time and your knowledge and your commitment. I'm not asking for money. We're not asking for anything yet. That's uh, we'll keep the lights on in different ways. But what we want to do first is we want people that can commit time and not incredible amounts of time. Can I? Can you give me five hours a month, four hours a month? Take that time out of your schedule and share it with us at Rapid Matter, and we will share it with the community, and we'll grow together. So we're going to see see more stuff. Keep your eyes on rapidmatter.io, and you're going to see what we're doing Uh, Again, look to reach out. And if you've got a mentor story, please, please, please reach out. I would love to hear this. So email me at mentorstories at rapidmatter.io. So all one word, mentorstories at rapidmatter.io. And that's going to give you a chance to share your story. And you you can choose to be quoted or not. Uh, That would be up to you whether that's, have you been a mentor? Have you been a mentee? What was good about it? What was challenging about it? Uh, and we're going to have some quotes and some, some stories from other folks who've already, already committed their time and they've shared their stories. With that, we're going to close up for the day. I hope you find this interesting. I hope you find it valuable. Again, keep on listening. We've got much more coming in the podcast series. My name is Eric Wright. I will see you out on the road hopefully soon. If you're going to be at Interop or if you've already gotten past and interrupts occurred, again, reach out, go to rapidmatter.io and see the neat stuff we're doing there. Beyond that, keep on listening to GC On Demand, uh, gcondemand.io. Thanks to all the folks around who are accidental mentors, real mentors, and indirect mentors. You've gotten me here. I'm going to get you to the next level. Thank you. If you like what you heard here and want to hear much more, don't forget to subscribe to the GC On Demand podcast. You can go to gcondemand.io where you'll find the links in order to catch us in iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, and more. So go to gcondemand.io. Don't forget to rate us in your podcaster of choice and look for much, much more. Have a show idea? Tweet us at GC On Demand. Thanks for listening.